0: hello everyone and welcome to episode number 147 of the Pika Israeli podcast I am as always one of your hosts emilson and joining me we have my co-host anomaly hello and this week we have a little bit of a grab bag we're kind of uh, between content um but we do have some things to talk about we have a big uh they there was a, a community council interview um with the development team about the trading post so we're going to go through some of the stuff from that we got a blue post about the new primordial stones system that we um that we talked a little bit about last week spoilers I was wrong they're not they are they are actually usable instances as far as I can tell now so um they will be relevant for you know the life of the 10.0.7 patch uh and then of course our progression I think we're both on Razageth now
1: yes yes so Finally. yeah how was your uh how was your raid week uh it was it was nothing but razagath nothing but the the dragon um or bird or whatever you want to call it no it was uh it was good so we started full progression on tuesday i wasn't i'm actually technically not in the final kill group um i think i talked about this i don't know if i talked about this on the podcast last week but um the way our group layout sort of the way our group goes from a healing comp perspective we run Five healers. So it's two Evokers, one Paladin, one Priest, and then me. Um, and then in the final comp, you, you sort of want the two Evokers, of course. And then at yeah. least the Paladin is very good for, for AM. I'd say sort, of sort of a swap between me and the Priest as the final slot for the fourth Healer. Uh, and the problem is we don't run Shadow Priests, typically. Um, so we only have yeah. one Shadow Priest on roster. They're a little bit of a issue staying on the platform. Um, and so... The final comp is basically no shadow priest and then the the holy priest. I don't know if he's playing holy or disc. I think it's holy. I um, would have been in. So I sat all of Tuesday, uh, which was super chill. Um, but then Thursday uh, we had some internet issues with our fun healing priest, <laughs> so I was in all of Thursday on progression. And um, phase one is is fun. Uh, that's where we spent the majority of the time. I think we hit. We had probably like in our we were like sixty pulls in. And we've got three. Pulls into the intermission. Yeah. So I don't know I if mean, that's good or bad, but it's phase one is no joke. Um the DPS check is really tight if you're trying to do four wins. Only four wins, though. So. Um
0: so we went in, like we started progression of this
1: like last week right, and
0: I mentioned <laughs> we were pretty consistently making it to the intermission. Um and then we had our Sunday raid, just like straight phase one wipes all night long. Nice. I think we had like three pulls where we actually touched the intermission, no real intermission progression. um you know, it's the the kind of like we learned a thousand ways not to uh, not to do phase one. yeah so um and one of the issues we actually did have, which we weren't having on Friday, was that we weren't making the damage check that you just mentioned uh, to skip the fifth wings, which is very unusual because we have tons of damage like yeah, so it was really going back and figuring out why why aren't we making that damage check what are we doing and also sorting out some stuff with deaths we had uh we had our healing cds set up but one of them we had a revival that was being pushed after the damage event which is usually what you want right Mm -hmm. uh you want the revival for you know topping people up after they get hit uh but in this case we actually wanted it before and there was a mix-up around that so they were getting like it was the Hurricane Wings into volatile sparks. I think it was.
1: Yeah, it's like the 208 one, right? Yeah. It's right and there. so, yeah.
0: and so the intent was for the revival to top people up after the wings, so that they didn't die to the sparks. Gotcha. And then it was happening after the sparks, so we were just like consistently in the back half of the night losing people to that. Somehow, by some miracle, we weren't losing
1: people to that in the first half of the night. So. Yeah. It's a uh, healing that feeling that phase is interesting, just in terms of like, it, it so much matters who gets what debuffs when, right? Because yeah. like, there are yeah. certain classes that are just inherently tankier in general. So like them having Warlocks. a debuff on them is not an issue. But yeah. like you get a debuff, like one of the random debuffs that goes out um, on like a hunter or like, you know, just some squishy class that doesn't have a ton of like just natural healing or like natural defensives um yeah and it's rough like yeah i mean we started using externals on bomb targets like yeah just to like keep them alive because they are also like we'd we'd lose them randomly so um
0: we uh our warlocks i've seen our warlocks die to two things standing in lightning breath and getting pushed off the platform (laughs) and getting pushed off the platform is entirely their fault there you know we asked them you know hey what happened it's like i greeted an extra gcd and I couldn't portal in time because yeah. portals on the GCD. So uh, that's entirely on them, right? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, our hunters are like getting the the Keeper's Bond Trinket <laughs> and Beacon and <laughs> just like everything to just keep them alive so they don't die to just the incidental damage that everybody takes, but that they have no way to deal with.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly, I mean, like, we, yeah, our hunters are, are sort of always the ones that are a little sketchy, and even, even our Shadow Priest, the one Shadow Priest I was running on Thursday was, like, consistently, like, either low or had died early due to, like, multiple damage events, but, yeah, I mean, those, the falling off the platform, like, I I had that issue with port, like, there's yeah. a range on port, so, like, I definitely, not greeted, but, like, waited maybe slightly too long to port, um, so that took me a couple of wipes of getting not getting pushed off because I was running cheat torpedo, so I could save it. If yeah. I pour, oh, I, I like have a windwalker that you might be interested in. Oh, really?
0: Um, our windwalker requested it, and uh, I made it for them. It tells you in big text if you can use transcendence transfer during the wings. Oh. Okay. And when that goes away, if that goes away, you know, do not sit there trying to spam transfer.
1: Use cheat torpedo. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, because we have, I mean, we have three invo- three evokers, so they're we're using their like time, whatever their yeah. time spirals for the the final three wings, right? That we should be getting, and um, but yeah, if I don't generally need it. Um, like import, like it's it's using transcend warlock gate, transcend, and then it's cheat torpedo for the final one, which is easy enough. But yeah, I will say portal. Pl- I realized real quick, portal placement matters. at at least in terms of where you're facing because i definitely one attempt yeah was facing off to the side like ported and then was like running at this point forward like sideways off to the left zoomed off yeah 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 and the Um, problem the funny thing is our our raid leader watches like my pov if i'm in so like he's just like what are you doing (laughs) i'm sorry like my (laughs) man.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah, we had uh, a couple issues with that specifically with things like shadow step uh, and uh, feral druids uh, wild charge the wild charge. Yeah, where they would shadow step and like, if the boss was facing the other tank because of like threat issues, um, then they would appear on top of me on the far side of the boss and get pushed off the other way and just immediately die.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so we had had a a couple of shadow deaths like that too. (laughs) Yeah, we
0: had a couple deaths like that. Um, Blood DK ridiculous on this fight, just absolutely ridiculous on this fight. It is so good. Um, I spend the vast majority of phase one tanking the boss, even when I have the debuff,
2: because
0: I just don't need cooldowns to tank it with the debuff. Um, I do eventually like so. Blood DK right now has um we'll say resource economy issues there are too many resources the problem is figuring out how to spend them all it turns gotcha. out that tanking the boss with plus 100 physical damage taken is a good way to spend all of your resources so That's i will awesome. eventually run out um but like i use i don't use cooldowns to deal with like the the damage from that i use cooldowns to deal with damage from that Plus other raid damage events like Hurricane Wings, which sneakily does actually a lot of damage.
2: Uh, gotcha. If you're
0: if you're a tank and you uh, are tanking the boss during that, I I have definitely blown purge uh, on accident because I have a huge blood shield which is only physical damage, and just mm-hmm. ticked out to the magic damage like ticked out to Hurricane Wings and there's a static charge that comes out and I just didn't death Strike because I have this huge you know blood shield and didn't notice my health you know dwindling away from
1: all the magic damage that's funny that's funny yeah i mean it's uh our blood tk doesn't yeah he he just sort of sits in front of the boss and like basically he's afk yeah i mean for the most part like tanks at least phase one damage on tank seems like it's a it's a lot but it's not i don't know it's not crazy right like i don't think we lost a tank to anything Beyond just like, hey, we, we didn't swap right the debuffs, right? So, like, somebody took two and like yeah. weren't ready for it, right? So the, yeah. the
0: times that I've died to actual damage taken on this fight, there are, there are two cases. One is a taunt miss, like you, you mentioned, where I accidentally went mm-hmm. to two. The other is my own hubris, where I was like, I don't need a cooldown for this. And then it turns out I did need a cooldown <laughs> for this. And it turns out yeah. if you do that twice in a fight, your purgatory is not up for the second one. So... Um, you know, learning to be uh, a little bit less, a little bit less, uh, close to the sun with my flight patterns. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but this is uh, like, okay, tanking Razagath phase one is like the zen of playing Blood DK because you just sit there and you pull Riddick power and every, with the debuff, every time she auto attacks you. You have to have a huge blood shield up and it puts you at like 20% HP. And then you hit death strike and you're set up for the next auto attack. And so it's just like auto attack Back death and forth. strike. Auto attack death strike. It's just that over and over again. And then occasionally you have to throw in a second death strike in order to recover from static charge damage, volatile current damage, hurricane wings damage, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's uh it seems like a really, really chill fight for tanks. and, and healing isn't as bad as i thought it would be like the first couple of polls like just sort of learning the damage patterns i was a little a little hectic but once you get into it it's it's pretty i mean it's at least phase one's pretty easy and then like we have nothing on the on the intermission so i don't know how did have you guys made a bunch of progress through the intermission yeah so we actually so
0: this week because today is not only the super bowl it's, but also the uh last weekend day before valentine's day valentine's day is on tuesday um, mm-hmm. we have a bunch of people that wanted to do Super Bowl stuff, a bunch of people that wanted to do Valentine's day stuff. So we're not ready today. We actually rescheduled our Sunday raid for last Wednesday.
1: Oh, okay. Cool.
0: Um, uh, so we have for once actually done our whole raid week before the podcast. Awesome. And, um, so we had our like really bad Sunday raid where we were just like hard stuck phase one, came uh-huh. back and kind of crushed it. Um, just like chain pulling intermission one, which is from everything i've been told basically the hardest phase of the fight at this point um and we got through it not by much not by (laughs) much but we made it to phase two with almost everybody alive like we had like 17 people alive we had the storm surge we got over there late so some people just like instantly died but you know there's more work to be done in intermission one for us to clean up that last little bit get over there on time so we can set up for the storm surge.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, like, we actually are, we made really, really good progress through that phase. Um, and if we continue like our, the, the, let me see if I can find it the like chart of our, uh, of our progression. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up on stream uh, flashbang warning. Yeah. Um, Look at our Friday. Just like all of this is intermission. It's just a straight line There's just nothing but intermission. That
1: is, all, that is awesome. Yeah.
0: You can see there's a couple of you know phase one wipes, uh-huh. but it, it's like five, and then it was just like all intermission all the time. A couple of we actually have more phase technically phase two pulls than phase one wipes. Uh those phase two pulls are just we happen to live long enough for phase two to start not necessarily (laughs) made it to the platform.
2: Yeah. yeah, Um,
0: yeah. But we had a couple where the red side made it but the blue side just like didn't. So um, those, you know, we die, but you know, red side, red side succeeded. Uh, And then the final poll, we did actually make it over there. And a couple of tips for progressing this. First off, um, if your side does not have the manpower to do the next set of ads. Just don't break the shield. So what, what, what happened with us a bunch is like we would do like on blue side, we would do the first set of ads and then, um, you know, a couple people get clipped by the breath and there are some of our grief torch people. now we're not going to be able to do the frost, the like kill the zealot in the second pack before it does its cast. And we would pull it anyway and just do it and then die to the shield. And then the when you die, the ads on your platform teleport to the other platform and they just whatever. Um, don't do that. If you're not gonna make if you're not gonna make the check, just don't pull it. Just let the other side progress. because uh, the other side still can get plenty of practice in even if they are going to reach phase two and immediately die, they can still practice the rest of the phase. Right. the, right. the same thing applies to the red side. Um, when the shield isn't broken on the fire at the like Flamesworn Herald, um, it does a cast that gives everything plus 150% damage. There's oh. no range on that. It also applies to the ads on blue side. So right. if you are on red side and you're down people and you're not going to be able to make the damage check on the next sworn Herald to kill it, before or to break the shield before the cast finishes Uh you just don't pull it (laughs) because you will wipe the blue side even if uh you do live through the cast going off somehow that's interesting so that would be like my number one like tip for that for progressing that phase on like a a in raid like things you can do to get more value out of your wipes Uh uh-huh Because you have to spend like four minutes reaching that point anyway. yeah. You might as well make that four minutes as valuable as you can.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That's actually a really good idea. Um, Yeah, basically give like the other side a chance to practice and that way hopefully I reduce wipes as the, yeah, as that's like it's a little bit more time in the phase. Um, The other thing that we did,
0: there's a, uh, like if you use the Viserio sheet, it's got a section for kick assignments. Mm -hmm. Honestly, single target kick assignments are a little bit bait. Like, we have them set up, but the vast majority of our stops are actually coming from AoE kicks, AoE stops,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, which most of your raids should have because they're using them for the sparks in phase one and in phase two. Right. So they'll have them talented and they can use them on the mages in the intermission.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: So... um that's something we're doing. There's some that you use in phase one that you really can't use in the intermission, like ring of peace, not really gonna fly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, can't push them all around.
0: Um, but you know, things like in roar, leg sweep, that kind of stuff. Uh, you can get a ton, a ton of value out of the one thing there is you want to make sure that whatever you're using first, it's like a silence kind of effect. So we have on red side, we have Sigil Silence because we, we have a Vengeance Demon Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on blue side, on the first one, I use Mass Grip. Like, okay. basically, you want them to all group up. right? Because right, that's right. going to... If they don't get grouped up, they're not going to die, and then they will absolutely murder people. Um, so you want them all to get grouped up. So, like, I hit Mass Grip on the first set, Abomination Slim on the second set. Um, we have our Vengeance Demon Hunter, this hitting like sigil of silence on the the first and third. And I don't, I don't know what they're doing on the second. I think they might be using a wailing arrow on the second. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Okay. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we're making it through, we're making it through. Uh, really rebounded from our just extraordinarily bad Sunday raid, uh, <laughs> had two good raid nights in a row and actually left us in kind of a, a pickle because <clears throat> We have, a, we have somebody playing off-spec, rest, off-spec Resto Druid for this fight um, uh-huh. because we were having uh, a couple of our healers were just struggling. Um, and then we had one of our other healers that was out on Friday because they are actually going to the Super Bowl. Oh, nice. Um, which is, you know, awesome. Uh, but that meant that we had a, we had, you know, the two healers that we were like, yeah, these are in. Uh, plus the two that were like kind of on the fence and we were basically had thought it was going to be, you know, both of them competing for one spot to be in. Yeah. And then they both just like kind of did really well this week. They both came <laughs> back from that <laughs> Sunday where they both played poorly and they, you know, did
1: well. Crushed it. Yeah.
0: Crushed yeah. It. And so now it's like, well, what do we do now?
1: Because yeah. oh, they,
0: they have more pulls, they have more prog. They've seen all of the intermission, which is kind of a big deal. Yeah, Um and uh in a lot of cases we try not to mess with success. You know, if, if people are getting through a phase, we don't want to change something really fundamental. Like red slide has one healer. You swap that one healer out. Um I'm
1: just different, yeah. Things are
0: different. Um So there's gonna be some tough, tough decisions on like what's our actual final healing comp going to be.
1: Nice. Yeah, that's that's the only it's the biggest problem I think with like final fights, at least from a healing perspective. I, I I assume everybody, every class goes, like every role goes, well except for tanks, I guess you could say, but every role, like even DPS goes through this, where it's like, you get to the final boss and you un- invariably have to sit like a handful of people, right? yeah, and like, it always sucks because it's always like a long, typically it's like a long term thing. So like for us and and probably for you guys, right, this is like a probably like a three ish week type thing three or four weeks right so almost like a month yeah. of like if you're not in you're literally not raiding unless somebody can't make it right right um and so yeah that's i mean this is always is a tough thing um i will say that i don't know if your guild does this but i know that my guild does this is like we'll randomly like it won't do this every week but like we did it last week after we killed Diana. and we just did heroic nobody really yeah. needed a ton of gear but it was like our heroic will blast with everybody have a good time yeah. um like just during the raid night or whatever, and then you know get into progression and like we did that with yeah, on sire like one like in the middle of like I think the three weeks on sire we did like an hour heroic clear um yeah. just to sort of like get everybody like did bring everybody to get, bring everybody back together right Um yeah.
2: we yeah. uh
0: we do heroic on an off night we do sales so we've been selling That's heroic it. which is nice I have over a million gold again for the first time since BFA
1: nice like
0: shadowlands nice. was an extremely expensive expansion um and so i like went from a million something gold at the start of shadowlands to under 400k by the time the first patch ended there <laughs> the, the, the first tier ended and that was like trying to do crafting right i was trying yeah. to, to do the leather working for the guild and that did not work out and i invested a bunch of my own gold into it um but This expansion, significantly nicer for that. I am both doing leatherworking for the guild and also not, you know...
1: Spending a bunch? (laughs) Spending a million gold on it. Yeah. Yeah, I will say that all the gold I make is on betting with my friends for real-life activities. And so, like, I made my one... Shout out to my one-buddy, Ed. I think has given me over 2 million gold in the past year and a half on bets. (laughs) And so, like, that's the only reason I have gold is that... You're good at betting. I keep, I keep winning. Well, so yeah, We'll just say Ed's a little bit of a hothead, and so I kind of goad him into bad bets. Oh, okay. so it's not really that I'm good. It's that I, I play the emotional game. I think well, Uh and uh, uh come out on top. Remind me never to bet against you. Yeah, no, don't please. Um, well, that's awesome. Yeah, so I think we'll, I mean, we'll both be sort of in this progression. I don't know how much I'll see um, because I don't think again, like our final comp will be that you know healing priest just from a fort perspective, but um. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes next week. Hopefully, not too much longer. Though. Do you have a Windwalker in? We do. Yeah. Okay. Make sure that they know
0: that if they touch of death the sparks in phase one and phase two, mm-hmm. um, the damage to the sparks doesn't count on logs or anything. It will show up in details, but not in not in Warcraft logs. But you can cleave from that onto the boss and get a full value touch of death on the boss, even when it's at like ninety percent health.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'll let uh, i let old Graku know our, our Windwalker Graku
0: because uh, uh, ours wasn't aware of the like cleave onto the boss bit of uh-huh. it. Like if you looked at logs, you would see a bunch of people like padding on them, yeah, uh, for Windwalkers. But it does actually cleave onto the boss, and that is legitimately like three hundred k damage for free in phase one.
1: Nice.
0: And you nice. you can get another six hundred something k, almost seven hundred k in phase two by doing nice. it on the first and third spark sets in phase two
1: which is just like a lot of damage oh yeah yeah that's a crazy amount of damage interesting yeah i will let i'll let know. i don't know what he's doing i'll be completely honest with you but might, might yeah. be doing that so i have a spreadsheet of all of our
0: dps cds for this fight uh because <laughs> basically we were doing prep for this fight and i heard from like multiple different sources that this is like The the Omega prep fight, if you're prepared for this, then, you know, it'll be much easier. And one of the the pain points is, you know, not having enough damage for ads or not having enough damage for storm surge shields, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing. So I have a spreadsheet that has all of our major CDs on it. So I can see, you know, when people's stuff comes up and if they need to hold it in order for us to like actually get through a storm surge
1: gotcha nice nice yeah i will uh i will i will talk to you about that i'll i'll pass it along thanks for the tip so um so cool well um well yeah so progression will be sort of in progression lockdown for the next couple of weeks but uh we will be, be interested to see how fast we get how fast we get i mean from our perspective how fast we get through the intermission cuz like i said that to me that's also seems to be the most difficult phase uh yeah. is that first intermission so we'll see what our progression looks like after that into like phase 2 and and that stuff so um so cool so i guess into a couple things that happened over the past week or so um so i guess first up is it is uh the or sorry the mage tower is back um i think this is they enabled it permanently again right so it's not just with um time walking so it's now turned on again permanently so you go in there and uh sort of if you haven't done mage tower stuff yet um go hang out there are a bunch of embellishments that are working uh inside the mage tower so like lariat or works um a couple other ones so a lot of the crafted uh, embellishments work while you're in there makes it slightly easier we'll say um with a couple more buffs um but yeah so mage or sorry mage tower is back live um, if you are an evoker, you are out of luck. They did not put in a scenario for evokers, unfortunately. Um, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's, it's it's such a minor thing that, you know... Um, and, like,
0: the the transmog that you get out of it now is a recolor of the Tomb of Sargeras set. There's no Tomb of Sargeras set for evokers, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. They could give maybe a recolor of the Vault of the Incarnate set, but...
1: Yeah, I don't think it makes sense to Adam. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Just leave it, leave them out. Um, but yeah, so mage towers live. If you're back at it, I still need to do it on my druid to get the 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 druid skin, the bear druid skin. So maybe yeah. I'll work on that this week. Um, in other news, uh, it is like you mentioned Valentine's Day, so uh, love is in the air. Um, or the chemical, or was it Crown Chemical Company scenarios back live? Yep. Um you guys aren't familiar with it it's a sort of a little it's literally like a 30 second encounter you can queue into uh drops a box and that box the chance to contain the x45 heartbreaker it's a mount that people love also known as the big love rocket i think is sort of what they have um and uh and yeah blizzard buffed the drop rate much to the chagrin well i say i guess there's a caveat there but um so yeah they buffed the drop rate on the first box you open each day so you can do this daily um. Right. Am yeah. I missing this? So you can do it it's daily. It's first
0: per first per day per account per account. Okay. Yeah. So Got you it. you don't basically they're sh- saying we don't want you to feel as pressured into doing this on like we don't want the optimal thing to be doing this on an army of alts. Yeah. Um. You know there should be a a middle ground where you just do it on one, and that one gives you just a much
1: higher chance of getting them out yeah exactly um people instantly upset about this <laughs> on twitter of course of course <laughs> and it's like i'm like i'm i'm of the opinion that like it's fine right this like, is a I, good change yeah it's just good for the game in general it's like people are like well i farmed like this for four years and on 30 alts and finally got it and now this person gets it this next day and it's unfair it's like it's you know you would have farmed it anyway because you wanted it like Regards to yeah. the drop rate, like this you, you is had just a good like time,
0: so Blizzard should not let people that like um have it, they should not let the fact that some people invested a ton of time into shitty systems prevent yeah. them from fixing the shitty systems. And like, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that this is fixed per se, but much like the improved drop rates on the mop, uh, world boss, and rare mounts, yep.
1: this is just. Better, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's it's the same thing when they changed the Winter Saber quests for Alliance, right? So like, right. Um, it. I guess the current quest is you do like a like one or two dailies a day for like thirty days to like raise your pup, and then you get the mount, right? That's how it works. The previous iteration was it was four repeatable quests you could do, uh, over and over and over again for like seventy five rep each. Yeah. at the end of the day, you were doing this, these like four quests, like 30 or not 30. That's, that's a little bit. But like you're doing like a couple thousand times. And so yeah. like I ground out that version of the mount and it took me literally doing it eight hours a day for like a month straight to get the yeah. rep to like unlock it. And like, do I yeah. feel bad that people can do like the quote unquote easier version of it? No, it's like I had a great time, made one of my friends quit the game, which was awesome. Um, <laughs> he said he'd play longer than me. He literally got the mount and quit the next day um but no it was uh it was a good time we'd like you know hang out and talk and it was fun but
0: yeah, yeah. the uh it's, it's
1: better in general
0: <laughs> the winter saber one is especially funny because the horde version was always the way that the current winter saber one is the venom yeah. Sword, yeah. um which i think the like way it went was like the winter saber one came first and then the venom sore got added and the venom Sword was just way easier to get yeah. um and then they changed later much later the winter saber one to be in line with the venom sore one
1: yeah. Yeah, and the Winter Saber was um was cool because it was an if you if you missed out on the original epic mounts without armor on them, it was one of the only unarmored cats you could get at yeah. that time. Yeah. Um and so, yeah. I had that on my gnome warlock. It was fun. Original curses. Um so uh so yeah. Um, Obviously, so yeah. So they love rocket drop rate increase for your first time doing it per account uh per day and um and yeah, it's a good change. Um, speaking of good changes um they are lowering the respawn rate of the community feast uh to one to every 1.5 hours now so yep. it's basically being reduced from every three and a half hours to every 1.5 hours um which is which is cool I yep. guess this is a good change it's
0: good um one complaint that i've seen is that it's hard with the three and a half hour schedule as well e- and even with the one and a half hour schedule it's hard to keep track of when the feast is going to be live because it kind of drifts over the course of the week like one night it'll be up at you know eight o'clock and the next day Mm -hmm. it'll be up at a different time because that three and a half hours is just not going to have it up the same time every day and there is a reason for that it is that that means that over the course of a week you're very very likely to have a time that everybody can get it exactly right it's not like it's up at eight o'clock every day, and you just can never get it because you can't be up at, you know, you can't be on at eight o'clock any day. Um, yeah. So having it drift like that does actually serve a purpose. Um, one and a half hours doesn't drift,
1: but it's up so much more often that it's probably probably okay. Yeah, you should be able to find yeah if you, you want to do it an hour where it lines up. So yeah, the other the other issue I I potentially see in this is that it also limits like if you're going to push for the legendary version of the soup and you want to like get the max rewards from killing like the mob that spawns at yeah. the end. If you're not doing that, like day one of reset, there'll be much like people just, there'll be more times for it to align for people where they're not doing it later on in the week where maybe early on in the week, yeah. they might not be able to get to it because of the the respawn yeah. timer. So, the, so yeah. the bulk of the reward, if you're only doing it
0: once a week, the bulk of the reward does come from the weekly quest. Yeah. From there. So I think it's okay. Um, Getting the uh, achievement for doing it. You have the the whole expansion to do that. I'm assuming that they will make the renowns continue to be relevant next season. So we'll have further incentive to go back and do it again. Doing those early in the week is still the best to get the actual legendary version. But Mm -hmm. also, um, if you do need the legendary version, find somebody on one of the big realms, like an Illidan or an Area 52, and get them to invite you to a group. So that you shard into an area fifty two shard, for example. Yeah. Because I have not seen a non legendary soup
1: in, oh, really? in months. Like yeah, I just did I think I did my soup yesterday and it was just a normal epic quality one. There was like ten people at the soup on Malganus doing yeah. it. So.
0: I haven't done it this week yet. Yeah. Um so I, I did it on like and all but I did it on Tuesday, right? So mm-hmm. it's reset day. Yeah, guaranteed basically. Yeah. So I'm going to get my other characters through it this week. Uh, other thing about it, the Alchemical Flavor Pocket comes from the weekly quest. I've mentioned this before on the podcast, I think. Yeah. That thing is currently worth like 130,000 gold. So even if you don't want it for yourself,
1: you know. I just got my second. Nice. I have still seen zero. <laughs> I've seen them back-to-back weeks. I got one last week. Sold it for like, yeah, 95K. They were a little bit cheaper. They're, they're going up, I think, now that people realize what they are. Yeah. Um, and they are... Yeah. Uh, So I think our plan for farm is
0: everybody's going to be using that in a crafted item and we will use mage food. We'll drop one feast at the start of the night, (laughs) one feast, whatever we swap people in and one feast at break. And then we will use mage food to heal people up between pulls. That is awesome. Which is just like, I mean, it's it's kind of irrelevant now that also feasts are super cheap. Feasts on yeah. Area Fifty Two, I think they might be region wide, but feasts on the Area Fifty Two at least are under a hundred gold. They yeah, are actually exact. so inexpensive that unless you have invested a lot in cooking, and even
1: then, I'm not sure if it's like profitable to make feasts. I don't uh, think I don't think it is unless you're unless you're doing all the farming yourself. But even then, you're putting in the time so. right. Because yeah. that's like early on in the expansion, I like, did do all the farming
0: for our feasts or a, mm-hmm. a bunch of it. There are some other people in guild, like they're fit primarily fish based. So other people in guild were grinding the fishing stuff. So they would send me fish. Um, but yeah, they're so cheap now that I just buy them. Yeah. Like I spend less on feasts for a week for the raid <laughs> and we're dropping one every pull. Like we're, yeah. we're not, we're not to the mage food revolution yet. We're dropping one every poll. I spend less on Feasts for a week than I spend on Glacial Fury uh
1: files for myself. That's hilarious, That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is uh yeah, feasts are yeah. It's uh it's funny, yeah. They're very, very cheap for some reason. So um but cool, yeah. So community feasts shorter, very, very solid change. Um another weird change coming into the game, and this is actually already live, is that uh They're removing Twitter integration from the WoW client. Do you know why this happened? Oh, It's because of the Twitter API change, right?
0: Yeah, so Twitter is charging for its API now. So before this was just like free API use. Um, And now Twitter is trying to charge for its API. And a bunch of companies like Blizzard are looking at their API usage and going, this is not worth paying for yeah and all. just removing it rather than pay for it which is so this is kind of blowing up in twitter and uh in good old elon musk's face i think um
1: i would imagine yeah it's a it's such a weird like not to get too much off track here because it's just the wow thing of hey you can't post things to Twitter anymore which i never i never used so it's not a feature i ever interact with but i know a bunch of people liked it to post like transmog screenshots or like things like that pretty easily yeah yeah but the overarching concept of like charging for an API, particularly one that has been previously free, and again, one related to a social media company where like you want people to engage with your platform as easy as possible and giving them access to an API to do that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, just it it does not compute. But I, I mean, I'm assuming that the underlying reason is like money. Right? Like, yeah,
0: I mean this. This follows on from them disabling the API keys of every th- like third-party Twitter client. Yeah, um, which meant that the one that I have used for years and years on my phone no longer works, and so yeah. I just like don't go on Twitter anymore.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like I just I, don't go I, on Twitter anymore. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't interact. Like, luckily for me, I think TweetDeck. TweetDeck still works, which is what I primarily used. TweetDeck is actually used. first party. Uh, they oh, got right, bought. they bought them right a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah, so
0: that's a that's a first party one. So that one still works. Um, but actually, the the funniest thing about all of this is that Twitter actually had a paid tier for their API in the, like in the first place. They already had an enterprise tier oh, really? to get access to much more of the like firehose kind of data. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get the whole thing. I think the scale grew too big for them to give anybody the whole thing. But you could pay for um, enterprise access, basically, to the firehose and get much, much, much more data. Uh, and so, like, marketing companies in particular, advertising and marketing companies would use that to, um, you know, track trends and, and things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, it sucks it. It's going away, right? Just from a from a functionality standpoint, but it's just funny the background on like charging for an API that's literally been free for years. So
0: yeah, it's Um, I uh, so finishing rounding out this this tangent. Yeah, part of my dissertation, actually a significant chunk of my dissertation work Mm -hmm. in grad school, used the Twitter API. So the stuff that I did is now no longer possible without paying for the API. Uh, I would hilarious. not have been able to do that in, in grad school. Um, so rip Twitter, I guess Yeah, like just another nail in the coffin.
1: Yeah, no, that is uh yeah. Well, I don't know what's going to happen there, um, but maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get off this tangent. Uh, so yeah, Twitter no longer in wow, but wow is still celebrating things such as their 32nd birthday. Um, so, Basically, Blizzard was founded back in February uh, of 1991, February 8th, to be exact, 1991. And so they sort of celebrated their um, their 32nd birthday this year. Um, and so, like, it was originally under a different company name, um, so-called Silicon and Synapse, and then changed its name to, like, Chaos Studios, and then finally was Blizzard about three years after that in 1994, um, when they released Warcraft, Orcs and Humans. Um and so, yeah, so, I mean, it's funny. I don't know if you watch any sort of the background on Blizzard, but I think most people know Blizzard for, like, at least in today's world, there are three major or four major franchises, right? It's, right. like, Diablo, um, Warcraft, StarCraft, and then, like, Overwatch, I guess, is, like, the, the new fourth yeah. one, right? But like, Blizzard did a bunch of weird stuff in, like, the early 90s, right? With, yep. like, the Lost Vikings was its own IP at one point. They did that racing game. They had... um like a bunch of other like smaller games before Warcraft. And uh, yeah, it's crazy that they've been around for 32 years. Um, Yeah. So that's a a fairly long time for a development studio to like stick around. I will say though that like maybe they could try and build a new IP maybe possibly in, you know. I mean, they did.
0: Overwatch was. That's true. That's true. Seven years ago, eight years ago. I mean, that's still a long
1: time, but. Yeah, that's true. Maybe an RTS game. Maybe that's what I really want is I just want an RTS game, a new one. Uh, yeah. I mean, StarCraft is – is uh, there's no more StarCraft, right? They're just – StarCraft 2 is just – yeah, I think it's just balance and stuff and, like, maps. Um, it's gone the way of HOTS, we'll say, Heroes of the Storm. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> but, yeah, my, my buddies and I always joke that, like, Heroes of the Storm, like, towards the end was literally, like, one intern was the only reason that game still ran. And yeah. so, like, it feels like StarCraft Two is is heading down that track. But we get Diablo Four this year, so hopefully that's good. And then maybe after Diablo Four, it's like a proper. I really want a proper Warcraft RTS game. Yeah, I think you'll be waiting a while for that one. I, I know WoW makes too much money for him, man. Although maybe the Warcraft Three
0: Reforged like debacle means that they'll
1: uh, maybe actually try. Yeah, yeah. WoW Classic might be like the fact that people want to go back there, maybe they'll put in some effort for or maybe a remake on something. So but in any event, not not that exciting. So or sorry, not that exciting, but sort of I'm more excited for RTS. But it's their birthday, so that's exciting. Um cool. And then a couple maybe a couple of quick things here. Um there was a new PTR build, 10.0.7, I will tell you at least for Missweavers. Um nothing too exciting um except i don't know if we talked about this last week there is a new talent that came out uh for Missweavers. um which is actually exciting um and we so they touched on it but yeah um, so they they added a new capstone talent um so basically uh with 10.7 miss weavers look to be receiving a new capstone talent um called uh what's the name of it legacy um, of wisdom Yes, Legacy of Wisdom. Sorry, I was trying to pick up the name real quick. And so Legacy of Wisdom, it's a new capstone. It does not replace anything. It comes off of the choice node for between Lessons and Veil. Vale. And what it does is it basically, um, it makes your Shalun's Gift, it does two things. It reduces the cast time of Shalun's Gift by half a second, which is uh, really good. Uh, and then it also makes it hit two additional allies um so that takes so, it from three to five three to five so it basically becomes a very very good heal in five man content like mythic plus um they did make a couple other changes to shalem's gift with this they uh removed the mastery interaction with the cleave targets so now okay our mastery will only hit the main target um, but they did, they did offset that by increasing its overall healing by 10 percent okay um, and your master so. is a proc right so that just makes it more consistent no, no, no. Mastery always hits. So oh, it's always hits. Uh, yeah, it's always okay. on the main target. Yeah. Um, and gotcha. so it's just an additional single target heal basically. So when it was cleaving gotcha. on the side targets, it basically meant Shailen's Gift was doing, you know, more healing. The ten percent does not offset the loss of mastery on the cleave targets. Okay. But it sort of is an okay change, right? The mastery is sort of overkill, I'll say. Yeah, um, okay but yeah, this is huge. Like so legacy of wisdom is very, very nice because it reduces the RNG factor which is what we've seen a bunch of complaints with. Like if you play Miss Weaver now in keys and you Shaylin's gift someone that's low and you want it to hit like there's like three other people that are injured in the party, two gravely injured and one is like at 90%. And, like, and you, way that, you
0: roll into healing the 90% plus I, one injured one. Yeah. yeah instead of the and, two that actually
1: need it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it's a... Uh, it's um it's better now like so lessons is basically going to be a lock in terms of points and to be clearly honest with you the funny thing is we had an extra point anyway. <laughs> so in our standard mythic plus build you have one extra point that sort of can go anywhere in that top row. Yeah. Um most people dropped it in secret infusion, um just one point in it for like an extra minor stat boost whenever you use thunder focus T. Right. But um but now you can move that into legacy and it'll be just better. Um, nice. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, yeah so a- sorry. There is a Windwalker change that I'm very excited about.
1: Oh, what is that? I don't think I heard this.
0: Um, so if you've played Windwalker this expansion, you will be familiar with the Sky Reach talent. The the, the Portal talent, One talent. Uh, that was it was a Shadowlands legendary, became, you know, a a talent. It teleports you to the target when you push Tiger Palm, gives you a big like 50% crit buff. Um, for like ten seconds, it's very good for bursting down high priority targets. You know, you think of stuff like the the medium spiders on Sinarth. Mm-hmm. Your Windwalker sky reaches to the spider with all their cooldowns running, and just absolutely crushes them with a huge crit bonus. Um, and then they they sky reach to Sinarth and they fall off the platform. Yeah. So there's Love a that. new talent being added as a choice on that node called Sky Touch that is the uh. crit bonus part of Sky Reach without the teleport. So if right. you're fighting a boss like Sinarth where the teleport is really dangerous, you can opt to not have the teleport and instead only take the crit buff and not, like, we we did, we asked our Woodwalker like, hey, what's the consequences of you dropping this talent? Because, like, it kills you. Gotta you. Stop. Yeah, you got to stop dying. Yeah. Uh, and um, their answer was, I will no longer be crushing the medium spiders. And we were like, okay, we need you to crush the medium spiders. So you keep playing that. And, you know, we'll, you know, we'll trust you to not die, basically. And, yeah. you know, to their credit, they did. But also, it kind of sucked to be in that situation where you have this extremely powerful talent that also has this enormous downside.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that no, I that is a that is an awesome change. I'll say it's cool that they've added that as a choice, right? So you either get the the portal movement, which is probably more of like a, I'd say like maybe like a mythic plus thing, or even like a PvP thing to like quickly move you in range. Even the right? mythic plus angle is like pretty dangerous because it can. I've definitely
0: had windwalkers like, you know, sky reach to a mob that is, in front of a frontal being done, mm-hmm. and they just instantly die. Nice. And it's yeah. hard to tell in a in a pack exactly like, you know, you have two two mobs so they're more or less stacked exactly on top of each other, one is slightly in front of the other, and the one that's slightly behind is casting a frontal, and you hit tiger palm and you teleport in between the two, yeah, And you die, yeah, exactly, yeah,
1: no, yeah, so
0: it's, I, I'm sorry, I kind of feel like for PVE Sky Touch will be the default, you won't play Sky Reach very much. Mm-hmm. there will be bosses that you do. Um, something like Kurog is actually super safe, so you can do things like go out with your... Y- if you get the Fire Dance on Kurog, you can go out that and then Skyreach back in, and that's, like, cool. Yeah. Um, so maybe you play it on Kurog. But, you know, you don't play it on Sanarth. I don't think you no. play it on uh, on Razagath. Actually, you might, because you can probably do some some spicy things with Skyreach uh, yeah. to, like, get out of breaths and things like that. I don't know. But yeah, way more situational, like, I don't think you play it in pretty much any Mythic Plus right now because of all the frontals.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, true. Yeah, but it's, I mean, awesome, like, just, I'd say, like, quality of life, quality of life. yeah, yeah. yeah. quality of yeah. life type change, so.
0: No, that's cool. Um, if you look at the patch or the data mines changes overall, uh, they have a note on the WoWhead post about it, but... There's a lot of changes that are actually changes from the hotfix that went live um, that day. The last week's resets. On yeah. Tuesday. So, there's a lot of stuff like the Blood DK AOE damage buffs are showing up in the data mine changes for 10.0.7. Mm-hmm. That's just like the hotfixes. They're not getting buffed a second time.
1: Yeah. I mean, the majority of the Mistsweaver changes that are listed in that post are just the hotfix changes being. um applied into the ptr so yeah we're not getting double buffed but um but no yeah so like lots of like lots of cool stuff coming in 10 out of 7 really liking the class changes like we spent like all last episode gushing over um one interesting thing and i know this isn't monk specific but there has been as we're data mining everything it looks to be a paladin is getting heroic leap talent
0: uh, or ability
1: coming in um yes it's literally
0: it's amazing it's literally a copy of Heroic leap,
1: yeah and so and it's it's actually so close of a copy that i think it actually contains the taunt reset part of heroic leap yeah. yeah so like this is probably just very early in development in terms of like potentially giving other classes this sort of movement tech um paladin sort of i don't know if it makes sense um they're also in the wowhead post they talk about like there are similar spells but tied to different classes so like priest has a version of wings of liberty which is the paladin yeah. heroic leap um even hunter has one too so it might just be super early that they're still messing around with it but yeah giving paladins leap that would be that'd be interesting um from a movement tech perspective but it's cool that blizzard's thinking of adding even new abilities right or like you know brand new things not in like a dot one or dot two patch so yeah um so yeah um so cool, I guess that was all for last week. I, I was gonna touch a quick, couple of quick hotfixes, but to be honest with you, they're all for preservation evokers and we don't talk about that idiot class here. Um just <laughs> kidding. It's fine. But they nothing too big there.
0: So um speaking of uh hotfixes so we have a question from from chat. Oh, yeah. uh, that I thought is... Uh, there's there's a, I have a comment on it, basically. So okay. Tazetal and Chat asked about thoughts on some classes seemingly not getting many bug fixes despite being well-documented compared to others or some things being absurdly broken compared to its intended behavior and the call-out void tendrils that Shadow priests have. Mm-hmm. Um, basically having the binding shot behavior from last expansion that got removed where the root wouldn't break no matter what.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um there's actually been a lot of bug fixes and not all of them get into patch notes. So like brewmaster has had a lot of bugs. A lot of them have been fixed. Not all of them have showed up in patch notes when they got fixed. We kind of just figure it out from the fact that the bug no longer happens. Right. Um, so that's something to keep in mind as well. You won't see every bug fix get, you know, documented in patch notes. Um, I know druids were similar. They had, a million bugs with their tree when the tree updates went live in 10.0.5. Most of them got fixed pretty quickly and were in patch notes, and then a few of them got fixed and then were not in patch notes. Um, But then specifically, Void Tendrils, that ability is broken in more ways than one because Void Tendrils will also cause the mobs to turn and murder people, even Um. if the tank is still kind of sort of in range. Be very careful with that talent in Mythic Plus. Very, very careful. Uh, we were... Uh, Zephyrus had, was, like, linking a log in the tank discord and, like, why did this, you know, shaman get absolutely shit-stomped by uh, the mobs and try to figure out why and avoid tendrils, basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, for me, at least in terms of bug fixes, like, it's... It's always from my perspective, like I always like to give Blizzard the benefit of the doubt that, like, it's just the bug could just be difficult to uncover or to like untangle, right? Like, I right. know that there's a ton of, like, I mean, Windwalker used to be this class. I don't know how much this was before, but like all through Shadowlands, there were things that were bugged about Windwalker, right? Um, that they just never seemingly fixed. Like, similarly, like with Fallen Order for Mistsweaver or, right? Yeah. Fallen Order for any of the classes, right? Fallen the order, order, period. Version. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think in that case, it's just like the ability. Like, it's almost like they they put in the ability, and they're like, "Yeah, we can fix this later." And then later showed up, and it wasn't fixed. But they still had the ability. And the games so are like, "Well, we can't take it out because there's nothing to replace it with." So it's like, "We'll live with it," right? And I think, yeah, Blizzard will never outwardly say that. But I think in many cases, when you see sometimes long standing bugs that are well understood or well known, right. Um, that the reason is just they don't have a way to fix it, right? Like, they, yeah. they just don't, like, they might understand what's triggering it, but they might not know how to put in a fix, or the fix might require a ton of time and tech. They just don't have, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So leave it in that way. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's generally my answer whenever people are like, oh, we have all these bugs and nothing seems to be done. Well, it's like, you're one class, you're one spec, and they've probably fixed a bunch of stuff elsewhere, and it's not like they have just a dedicated team doing development on, like, one class and one spec. It's... It's uh it's yeah, it's a uh, sort of all over the place though. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it went on, you know, kind of responding to what we said, like yeah. that priest had major bugs that have been around since beta that were just like certain talent combinations don't work. And priest is not unique in that. Yeah. If you go and you find, you track down the, the like theory people for any spec and you ask them for a bug list, you'll get a list. There will be many things on it. Some will have more than others. Like Brewmaster actually has a relatively short list now, but for a while it had a quite extensive list of of things that just didn't work. And there's still a few relatively high-profile ones that we get a lot of questions about. Like, if you blackout combo Celestial Brew, you get three charges of Purified Chi after the Celestial Brew instead of before, so it doesn't buff your Celestial Brew. It buffs like the next Celestial Brew, except that you can just press Purifying Brew after it and so it yeah. doesn't really matter most of the time
1: things like that yeah yeah the, and the yeah, timing and stuff like that can be weird so yeah 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 i mean that's and that's that's sort of the idea is it you just got to highlight them and then like eventually things will get fixed i mean like or they just don't and the ability gets changed for the expansion right like that's the other yeah. thing is like fall in order was it the way it was for miss weaver from its original launch all the way to the end of the expansion in shadowland. So, yeah. Um, I wonder if, cool. I,
0: I wonder if anybody, uh, I wonder if what happened to the guy that had two talent trees active at once, the retribution panel. Then? Yeah. I don't know. Actually, I think I they just probably reset his that. character. I mean, they would have oh, had to
1: boy. have. Yeah. yeah. So that was funny. Oh man. Um, All right. Well, I think maybe we talk about one of the two main things we want to talk about today, one of the two main topics, which is um, there was a community council interview with a bunch of developers um, going over the trading post, right? And so we talked about the trading post last week, um, but I did want to highlight a couple of things that I thought were interesting about. Number one, the reason the trading post exists and some of the Blizzard's thoughts behind it, right? And then um, also like what to potentially expect with the trading post going forward. Because I think it's To me, it's one of the cooler new systems they put into the game in a a very long time. Um, And I think they're being very careful with it, at least based on like this interview. So, um, you know, a couple of like, I guess some of the initial highlights is like the idea of the trading post was really to solve like, I think a couple of things. Right. I guess two problems they had. Um, The first one was like they wanted to add just fun things for people to do. Um that weren't like the traditional like grind dungeons, grind raids, grind PvP, right? So they wanted right. something that was like for the open world players they've mentioned, but it's good to sort of to see them reiterate on um, the second thing which I hadn't thought about was that they basically wanted to find an avenue to reuse a bunch of the art that the artists are generating for WoW. Um, right. And the biggest thing there is like you know, I, I guess i you should I guess I should think about it this way and i I just didn't was it? Like the artists or just the art team in general isn't just creating exactly what the team needs or what the other teams need to like flesh out the world, right? They're like being creative. They're like, yeah, I would it would be cool to have like this thing in WoW. So let me model it on like when I don't have a deadline or when I have some time. And then they apparently have enough of a backlog that they like had items or models or two ads or whatever they are that they had no real reason. They had nothing from a narrative or like expansion perspective to use. So trading post gives them a way to get them in the game, right? It gives them sort of this fun side thing that, like, if some artist is like, I really want to make a cool dress, it's like, right, yeah. we can now put it in the trading post and we don't have to get it in a quest or get it sold somewhere. It's just like, it can be a trading yeah. post
0: reward. So. One of the issues they run into, too, is, like, things like the dress or the the flower corsage and things like that don't necessarily make sense as, like, drops from a dungeon or a raid some of the like non-combat transmog kind of things or like the pirate transmog that's in the trading post this month doesn't make sense as a drop from vault of the incarnates
1: right exactly exactly
0: yeah and and maybe they don't have a like pirate themed dungeon or something to put it in uh in the near future but it's in the trading post and that lets them like actually have a way for people to get it there's a long history for people to pay attention to transmog stuff of like different recolors just being in the game files I never used um, mm-hmm. there are recolors of old tier sets that just are unobtainable there's no source for them um, some of the old things like they uh, there was actually stuff for the sets from ICC 25 where some of the items were just not obtainable until yeah. they were added to like raid trash in uh, Tolbarad, I think it was gotcha
1: yeah yeah so i mean it, it gives them that That it, that's a really good point It just gives them a good avenue to like get them in the game without context right like there's no yeah context that is needed it's just it becomes a, an item they can buy right um the other thing too they talked a little bit about just from like the type of items they're putting on there is like essentially they want to there will always be a like range of items right so they don't want everything to be amazing like the flail this month uh in the trading post is probably the, one of the cooler weapon transmogs because there's I think you were mentioning there's really only one major example of a flail and it's like the Paladin. Okay. Protection Paladin, Protection Warrior, uh,
0: um, Mage Tower weapon skins from Legion. If you don't have those, they are actually, like if you didn't get them in Legion, they're now unobtainable. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is the only one that if you didn't play Legion and you didn't play those classes in Legion, this is the only flail you can get. It's the only one that's usable by non-Paladin, non-Warrior classes. So...
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so they they basically said like just from like a an item perspective, like they'll they'll have like things like that that are very very cool, but then they'll have the more mundane stuff that's like, you know, a, a corsage that's like a different color flower this month or, you know, something more minor like that. So they'll definitely have a range of items is what they want um to build off of, which um which is cool, I will say. Um they actually put a lot of thought I think into the re- like the way they present the rewards. Um they talked a little bit about this in terms of like the free, the quote unquote free thing you get, or like the thing you get for filling up the bar. Um, They basically want that to be an item that everyone will, would normally want to get anyway. So like, typically it's going to be a mount. It might not always be a mount, but it, you know, this month it was a mount might be a really cool weapons transmog or like a whole ensemble outfit. Right. But they basically want that to be like, if we're going to put it on the trading post and we think everyone's going to buy it, we just make it one of the, we make it the, the monthly free like yeah. yeah when you fill the bar you get the thing yeah which
0: is that's really good like i yeah. one of the things so throughout this interview they're kind of adamant that they want people to actually be able to like make a choice about the items that they're getting mm-hmm. you know they don't want it to be a situation where just everybody buys the same thing and that's yeah. kind of like with the the mount that's the monthly reward for this month they're like we think that the majority of players are just going to buy the mount. Right. And so if we make it so that you just have enough currency to buy the mount, they're only going to buy the mount. They're not going to interact with any of the other stuff. They're not going to get the, the, the transmog, the weapon flail, anything like that. They're just going to get the mount. So they just made it the, the monthly reward, and then you get to take your currency. And like maybe the other stuff is not as cool or as impressive as the mount, mm-hmm. but you have the mount and this other stuff, and you get to... like actually think about what you want
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah and that that was um yeah like you talk about making that choice they they talked a little bit about the fact that like they don't want they're going to monitor it and they don't want people to be like hoarding currency either because they talked right. a little bit about like okay when do we release like next month's rewards like when do we tell right. the, the players like what's on next month's trading post um and they haven't really decided when just yet um primarily because like Whatever they pick, that just becomes day zero of like do people hoard or not hoard? So people might wait yeah. till that point to buy anything. Um, and so like they're sort of monitoring just like I will say like the economy aspect of this is right. like how willing are people to, you know, how willing are players to spend points now versus are they just hoarding everything for like the one perfect item they want? Yeah, um, and does and doesn't matter, right? I guess it's the other aspect of it. Is like, um, I'd say it probably matters if like they see like a large percentage of players hoarding, and then all of a sudden dumping it into one thing. Um, yeah. That's where I think it's problematic. But like, if it's a handful of people, like they don't see anything this month, we'll just wait. Is probably fine, like from a yeah. from a system perspective. So, I can say I, I'm curious what you've done with with your your
0: attendees this month. I know for me, I bought a couple of things. I bought the pirate transmog. I bought the weapon, the the flail transmog, and then I'm kind of like. I mean, I have a bunch left, right? Like, I can buy mm. other things, but I'm kind of leaning towards just like freezing um, one other thing and then yeah. saving the rest because there's nothing else that I'm like really that into. There's like the the cloak with the the scarf transmog is kind of yeah. cool, but it's bright pink. Yeah, and like maybe there uh, at the very least right now that that clashes with everything in the game pretty much <laughs> at least if you're playing monks so like there is just like not even Definitely. the issue is not necessarily that it's that it's pink the yeah. issue is that the color pink that it is doesn't doesn't match anything in the game <laughs> um yeah. so i'm like
1: yeah i can skip that yeah yeah no i get i used all mine and i can't tell you on what because i was just like so i bought the mount i know for sure but beyond that, I, I, have no Id- I have no idea what else I spent those points on. Pro- I, honestly, if I'm thinking of what I would get, it's probably the flail. Um, and then I actually think I got one of those. I think it's a cloak, trans- not the long cloak transmog, but it's the cloak, the back transmog that has like the, it's almost like the rogue like toolkit. That's like a bunch of knives. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I got one of those in one color. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, for me, it's. will always be i buy mounts like that'll be the way that i operate so if there's yeah i don't have enough points to buy mounts you know it's i'll just save them yeah i i didn't buy the sparkle pony yeah i just i I have a handful of trans i really like and like i've used them for years and nothing new ever like touches those at least in my mind right so i've got like if i'm going to transmog it's literally like one of three things um and then you know if i'm not transmogging i just wear whatever the gear turns out to be as i equip it right
0: so did Hopefully. you know there is actually a per character cap on saved transmogs
1: i didn't because i only have those three saved but that's hilarious
0: <laughs> um i ran into that uh this expansion on my monk because like i just like changed my transmog periodically i have a bunch of ones that i've done bfa uh-huh. actually had some really good leather sets um so okay the there's a few from there there's like some meme sets i made in shadowlands and then like the actually the, the tuscar set uh the ensemble that you get from them is pretty cool so i i have that and then there's the pirate set so i put that together and i went to save it
1: and it was like i don't have any more slots what i didn't <laughs> know there was a cap that's hilarious i also yeah because i just have a I have a couple i have um I'm trying to think of my big one. So I bought the white leather armor green set. So it's like a green set. Of, like it's of the mountain type stuff that was from Classic. Um, so I have that. I have uh, what I call red Tigre, which is like uses like the red bandana helm and like the mm-hmm. red um, Orby shoulders from Legion. Like a bunch yeah. of our, like random red leather pieces. I love that one. And then my third one is I call it the Gas Man. Because it uses the it uses the ICC twenty five no use ICC twenty five set that where like you look like you wear like a gas mask because like the one eye I I think it was one of the rogue sets um, but you could get the the offset pieces so I use that those are the only three um, that I have and the only reason I use that white one is because I literally spent like forty thousand gold buying the transmog items for it (laughs) like so I think
0: my like my favorite transmog set that I have for my monk so there's a little bit of a story to this so my my monk's name is is Peltz. It's just like I made this character. I leveled it in the like Iron Man style. So it's iron fur because that's how I was doing it. Like there was no deeper meaning than that. Yeah. Um, anyway, it ended up becoming my main. And then I ended up, you know, in my the guild that I'm in now I ended up being an officer I ended up running it and everybody in the guild calls me Eisen. Mm-hmm. Now, okay part two of the story we're getting way off topic part two is uh anime basically there's a bunch of weebs in the yeah. guild and so uh anybody that is familiar with the anime bleach or the manga bleach uh nice. will be familiar with captain eisen <laughs> uh which spoiler uh they they betray everybody it's like a huge thing it's like a like main driver of the plot for the bulk of the series. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I don't know I, there. I re-rolled the Hunter briefly during Nilotha. And so there is a whole mm-hmm. meme about me, with like, uh, betraying, betraying. this stuff. <laughs> um, awesome. And so there started being jokes about Captain Eisen. So I went and I farmed the captain, uh, title, which you can get from the WAD boat table.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Uh,
0: and I uh, have the transmog set, for the leather transmog set from BFA that looks like a naval officer.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I have that set and I have the title. So I'm Captain Eisen. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. That's super cool. That's much better than me just liking spend gold on random transmogs and, yeah. yeah i mean i still the color red. i
0: mostly use random transmogs <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like
1: i like i said i capped out
0: my transmogs and i had to go delete some meme sets from like i put all the random like tentacle uh, leather from Nialotha in his head oh yeah like, like the rogue yeah, that like flip yeah. up yeah
1: yeah um so i had to go delete like random garbage like that but that's funny that's funny yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think so. I guess back on track. That's a good, good, good segue or good, uh, sorry, not segue, but good, good little tangent. Um, yeah, and the trading post itself, I don't think there was anything. The only other big thing that came out of the interview was that Wizard's going to be very specific about what they put on the vendor, uh, particularly yeah. around mounts and sort of certain rewards. So, like, basically, they're not going to put any earned reward onto the, uh, the trading post at least for now which means like any of the gladiator mounts not going to be on there you know uh keystone master mounts not going to be on there like things like that that were that are earned through other activities um more than likely not going to be on it at least for now i think
0: um, the the dividing line that it sounds like is basically are these things that we award for certain like player skill yeah. achievements like is this you're ahead of the curve mount your gladiator mount you're you know 2500 score mount uh, for, for Mythic Plus versus something that you like earned from doing a rep grind. It's not really like skill, it's just time.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So I think basically it sounds like anything that is just a like time gated, you just sink in enough time or enough gold and you could get this. Um, is probably fair game. You know, thinking of the unofficial herbalism mount from Legion, the giant spider. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And and stuff like that would probably be fair game, but then things like the moose from uh you know Archimond. Yeah, Arcimond, yeah, Archimond. Uh probably not Fair
1: Game. Was Arcimond the moose?
0: Arcimond AOTC had a moose. Okay, fair enough. Um and then there's but there's also other moose mounts. Like there's the ghost moose from Archaeology and Legion. Yeah. That, you know What what a dead profession um literally sorry. no updates
1: <laughs> yeah crazy literally no updates for three expansions that's funny feels bad um yeah but no yeah so i mean it seems like yeah to your point yeah those those sort of things that are more related to player skill probably not going to make it on there and i'll be interested to see if they ever put older raid mounts on it particularly yeah. when you think about like the like at least in my mind the big ones are always like invincible Mimeron's head and then the one like the, some of the um, Firelands mounts people really enjoy. Like the, yeah. the Hawk or whatever. So it'll be interesting to see if any of those ever make it... Excuse me. Um, onto the trading post. Because there's sort of that gray area of like... It's not player skill anymore. But there's yeah, still it's enough... Time. Pres- it's time, but there's enough prestige around them that like... Yeah. You know, people, people might get really upset if like Invincible like 900 tickets or something.
0: I kind of think that they won't. Because that's yeah. just like... It's in that gray area, and I think they'll, at least for the time being, stay away from that gray area, and it'll be yeah. more things like, you know, you think about the Argent Tournament mounts. Those things take forever to grind.
1: Oh, yeah. Be nice if I
0: um, could go up there. And you have to continue doing the grind after because you need, like, the special tokens. It's not just buying them with gold once you reach the rep level. You have to, like, get all the, the currency for it. It's so, mm-hmm. like, you know, if they added, you know, either recolors or just straight up, like, copies of them, <laughs> Like I, that, I wouldn't care. I did the I did the argent tournament rep grind in Cataclysm, um, in order to get the Dragonhawk mount. And yeah. And
1: never, I'm never going back to Ice Crown. You cannot make me. It's like it's like me in Winter Grasp. After the Winter Saber mount, I avoid. I don't go to that zone ever. I can't. <laughs> it's too much PTSD. So, um, but cool. Yeah, I mean, trading posts in general. I like. I, I think we talked a couple weeks ago, like last week when it first when it launched. I I love it. So. Um, I think it's a really cool new system and I'm interested to see what they do with it um, over the next couple of months and expansions is around. Um, so cool. So then the final topic for today is Blizzard did put out a post, not a very long one, but a couple paragraphs around the primordial stones. Um, and so this is a new thing that's coming out in 10.0.7. Um, essentially, you get a ring called the Onyx Annulet Ring um that has i believe it's three sockets and in those sockets you can only put these primordial stones you can't put regular gems in them and primordial stones can only go in these three sockets in your gear and essentially the the primordial stones offer like weird and different perks right you can think of it as almost like the older pocket-sized computational device and blizzard actually calls this out which was the mechagon trinket where you can um sort of you know build essentially an item that has a bunch of perks or, tr- or procs and things like that based on how you sort of want to play. Um, and so, yeah, so that's sort of the gist of it. I think you and I had talked a little bit about like, oh, are these shards of domination 2.0? They are not. Um, is this something that's only available like in the the new zone? Right, so not new zone, but the unlock zone, right? Or just for in open world content? yes yeah, to that is no. This looks to be available these primordial stones look to be active everywhere um and um and yeah so it's you know it's it's a system that you go through but i I think it's like a solo experience actually to unlock and then um and then once you get it you have to basically um purchase or research new stones is sort of the way that it looked um
0: so yeah so you have the ability like you can get Duplicate stones. So it functions more like actual gems where, like, you put a, a stone in a socket and it mm-hmm. destroys whatever is there currently. So you can get duplicates. Um, but then you can also, like, crush the duplicates, they say, or you can crush any of them, not just the duplicates, into mm-hmm. fragments that you can do unspecified things to either upgrade or, like, purchase other stones. Um, that is, I think, still to be determined. Uh, I have not been on the PTR to play around with it yet. Um, But so the thing that concerns me, so this is a 424 ring. That is one of the highest eye level rings you can get from this Mm -hmm. tier. Um, And they call out specifically pocket-sized computation device, or as it is more commonly known in the community, cyclotronic blast. Yeah. Which was just the trinket that everybody used in Eternal Palace until, like, there were, there were a few specs that didn't use it. Like, a bunch of casters didn't use it. They used the Azara trinket instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a bunch of people, that was just, like, a trinket that you used. Uh, and for tanks, that was the best-in-slot trinket, not only for Eternal Palace, the tier that it came out. It was also the best-in-slot trinket for Ny'alotha. Oh. And I used that trinket into Shadowlands, I had that trinket equipped through Stone Legion General's progression, that's because hilarious. it was so much better than most of the trinkets that were out in Shadowlands. Until I got like I got a, a Denathrius trinket that I replaced yeah. Cyclo with, um, and so that's kind of my my concern right now is that basically like maybe DPS specs replace this trinket pretty quickly because it doesn't have secondary stats on it, and those are pretty valuable, mm-hmm. and maybe that's ultimately like where the line gets drawn. But uh I would not at all be surprised for the best like best ring setup for a tank in 10.1 to be mythic Aranog Ring and Primordial Stones Ring. And that's just like you just use those.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I guess it's not like it's not a terrible idea, right? Cause like I think this is the other thing that they talk about. So it is a very high eye level ring, but Blizzard also mentions that like they're trying to build this that like you will replace it in season two. So this is sort of something that is for the end of season one, it's a power boost, I'd say. It should be a power boost to people who get it. Um, it should be helpful for people trying to finish off any season one content they want, right? So like if yep. you're progressing through the raid it's a it's a nice little boost there but i definitely share your concern that like i use cyclotronic as a healer on Ajara for the damage right like yeah because there were certain priority adds to kill and it was just it was an easy what was it like a second and a half or two second channel it yeah. was like easy damage that was just free essentially right i still um, have
0: cycle on my monk and i i didn't get to do this um on every boss in Shadowlands. Well, I have a kill of mythic Denathrius where I use cyclotronic blast for the memes. And um, so I, depending on how long um, this tier goes on, there mm-hmm. may be a mythic Grazegeth kill with cyclotronic blast in it. So funny remains to be
1: determined. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's uh it, I think it's a it's a to be determined for me in terms of like I think this is a cool idea of blizzard putting some like interesting thought into like a system that we already know going in is short-lived um we know that potentially has some power to it um yeah. and then it, the the idea is can they can they balance that power um yeah. which i think is the biggest thing and then sort of this is their first I think test on this so
0: yeah um, and I mean I think that's for dps especially if you're playing at the like mythic level not even ce level like if you do some mythic you'll you'll replace this as a dps um yeah i think that's like pretty much guaranteed secondary stats are just too valuable this doesn't have any none of the it doesn't have like secondary stat procs either Mm -hmm. it's all like damage procs and shield procs and stuff like that um but for tanks like i can absolutely see this being something that gets used into the next tier, possibly the one beyond, depending on how the numbers are on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's
0: yeah. And the other the other thing about it, actually, for for specs that cannot trigger the Aranog ring natively because mm-hmm. um, they don't have any fire damage, uh, there is a fire damage effect on this ring. And so, what this lets you do is, you can use two embellishments that you don't have to be stuck with like flaring cowl or unstable frostfire belt to turn on your aeronog ring. You can use an aeronog ring plus the primordial stone ring to turn it on and then have your other two embellishments.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, it's, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, the other thing too, that you can think of this is like, this is blizzard, like testing for other, like for like the next set of maybe powerful things, right? Or the idea that, like, they use these 07 patches to introduce an item that, like, anyone can use and maybe everybody does use that provides yeah. that power boost, right? Outside of, like, nerfing the dungeons or nerfing, like, the content, and
0: right? Everything that I've heard about the ring stuff so far, the Primordial Stone stuff so far, is that acquisition is extremely easy. Like, yeah. you can go spend an hour and get every every stone that you want pretty much. Um, so it's not a situation like benthic gear where people were doing dailies for, for weeks and weeks to like get socketed benthic items that had the right effects on them and, and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. the, so we're not going to be looking at a repeat of that at least, which was awful.
1: <laughs> that yeah. was awful.
0: Um, I would much rather like cyclo, you had to do the rep grind, which kind of sucked, but you had to do the rep grind anyway for essences um so at least as a tank you have to mm-hmm.
2: uh
0: because the there is the rank three of the stupid shield one that was just incredibly good yeah. um that you, you, you need to get so you just got cyclo kind of for free and i mean being able to just go to the new zone do the story content and then like unlock the primordial stones in like an hour yeah um especially because we're gonna be on farm during it like we're already done with uh i mean unless 10.07 launches in like the next two weeks i think we kill raz in the, in the next two weeks unless we throw like pretty hard so um we'll see like i i i'm not even if this ends up being something that i use on my characters as a tank mm-hmm. for 10.1 i'm honestly not going to be mad because it's just easy acquisition, but I do think it is going to happen. The tanks, some, at least some tanks, are going to use this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, and we'll see from like a healing point of view. Um, I mean, ring wise, you know, none of the rings are that crazy. Like it's, I mean, most of the stats are like the biggest thing for us. So, right. Um, and we'll see. We'll see how these these procs sort of shake out once we've had a chance to mess around with them and play with them. But, um, but yeah, no, it's. Uh, it's interesting. We'll see how it goes. It'll be the first time that they're literally setting up a borrowed power system with an end. Like, and it'll it'll last literally a month and a half, two months, right? Whatever the timing between oh yeah. seven is and, well,
0: and one So 0, it's a four twenty-four right? ring, right? If you're not doing mythic content, it's gonna last longer. If you're doing AOTC content, That's if you're true. doing heroic, top level uh heroic items are I level four eleven, I think. <laughs> okay. Um So, you know, this is 13 eye levels higher than that. The next tier, you know, top level heroic items will probably be something like um, 435. Um, So this will be equivalent to like an early heroic item, like an entry level heroic item, like something off of the first boss. Mm -hmm. Um, So for a heroic raider, primarily heroic raider, this is going to last a lot longer than somebody that's doing mythic content. And I think that's okay. Like, if this is something that you use and then you replace halfway through next tier as, like, a heroic raider, that's fine. Versus mm-hmm. something where, like, if you're a mythic raider, you replace it in two weeks, that's also fine. Um, it's just way more likely that, you know... Again, tanks are going to use old stuff that has damage procs on it. Um, yeah. I, I have a reputation in my guild for doing exactly that because I don't need, you know, defensive items to survive stuff. Yeah. Um, so, like... I in in bfa i was like four eye levels below everybody else in the raid on average because i was wearing like a world quest green or rare um world quest blue that had twilight devastation on it and cyclotronic blast and other random damage proc items that i had from like eternal palace and stuff like that like i used the polearm from the first boss for a long time because it had the damage proc on it, before I finally replaced it with, like, a max eye-level weapon. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. It was... That's the, It's just the, the same old, like, the value of flat damage effects is much higher for tanks than it is for, for DPS. And healers are exist on this whole other, like, axis where they have to care about healing. So, the dam- yeah. like, maybe this is your best damage item, but it, like hurts your healing so you don't use it kind of yeah thing.
1: yeah exactly 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 so no it's um it'll be uh it'll be cool to, yeah it'd be cool to see this like i said um i think mean, there's a lot of options and i mean I, hopefully i mean just judging based on how the first half of like not even the first half but the first two patches have gone right the launch and then oh like dot o dot five like I think Blizzard will pay close attention to outliers, right? Like, I think we're not going to yeah. get a situation where, like, there'll be a there'll be another cyclotronic, right? That we're using, you know, three expansions later, right? Like, I'm yeah. I'm almost positive in this system if there's an outlier stone like that or, or one of the gems, yeah, um, that it'll get, yeah, it'll get nerfed yeah. heavily, yeah, it'll bring it yeah. back online because I think, they, like, just based on this, that they want this to be replaced in season two, like, they'll. If they, if it's not replaced in early season two, I would expect heavy-handed changes to these items, like to basically force their replacement.
0: <laughs> the one the one reason I would actually be okay with them not doing that is if it's a niche thing, like tanks using it. Like uh-huh. I, I I keep bringing up the I like, thing tanks are going to use it. I am okay with it if it mean as long as it's not like a rep grind or something that I have to go back and do like you know ages from the nine in. Sanctum of Domination was very frustrating because you wanted to get a mythic one, but you couldn't find a mythic pug uh, to go and get it because there's no point in going and doing old mythic content. So you just like, if you didn't get it when you were there, you just couldn't get it. Right, Um, right, right. Same thing with like Cyclotronic. If you didn't do the Mechagon rep grinds when it was current, there was no point in you doing it now because they had, you know, catch up acquisition of the essences. Um, And so you just had this like annoying long rep grind to do for this item. That was your best item. And that sucked. Right. If it's just like you walk into the zone and you can get it on an alt in an hour. Like I like, that's fine. I don't care that much about it. Like if I'm using this in two tiers, um, it will be funny and I won't be too upset about it. Fair. But that's uh fair. yeah. I would not be surprised at all if at the start of like 10.2 I am wearing a mythic Aranog ring and a primordial stones ring.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Cool. Um, All right. Well I think we are at time. Um,
0: We have another question in chat from Tessatol that we are not going to get to get to. We are at 301. I have stuff today family stuff so I got to you know, I'm on a timer and is okay. usually on a timer. So the timer. we are going to, uh, go ahead and wrap things up. Thank you all for watching and, or listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over at the peak of serenity, you can do that over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash serenity. And of course, come and join the discord. It is a great place to hang out and ask questions you know come bother people in the lounge there's the logs channels the questions channels all kinds of places for you to get information and feedback and of course i lost my train of thought but that's it for this week thank you for listening and we'll see you all next
2: week (laughs) bye